Hello and welcome to the Femcyclopedia. This week's episode takes a look at African leader Queen Aruello and also Scottish fishwife Maggie Dixon. We have a Yar Odenine featuring Kate Hudson and Joaquin Phoenix and please do bear with us because during the Yar Odenine it does sound like there's some gremlins in the system. Um, I can assure you they're not. It's probably just my sister trying to use her brainwaves to guess the answer. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Twitter, where our handle is at Femcyclopedia. You can also find us on Facebook and on Instagram. And although you're already listening to the Femcyclopedia, we are, of course, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and many, many other platforms. Enjoy! Who have we? Who do we have today? So, I have got for you uh, Queen Aruello, Aruello, Aruello. Let's call the whole thing off. So, Queen Aruello was rumored to be a queen um, in an area that is now modern-day Somalia. Okay. When I was trying to look at the dates that she. Um, was ruling in there seemed to be some sort of conflict as some people said she she was ruling in around AD 15 but other sources say that she was um, a contemporary of the Queen of Sheba but the Queen of Sheba was around in the 10th century so it's quite so we're 500 years out possibly more than that right Oh, God, we're shaming <laughs> ourselves already. It's like two, not even two minutes in. Now, hang on a minute. AD 15. Yeah, and then the 10th century would be like 900 something. Oh, Jesus. Oh, sorry. I can't believe I've just passed my maths GCSE. <laughs> Shh. Otherwise, Neither I might take I. it off me. Right. <laughs> Let's skip over that. Anyway, okay. that's a big Moving amount of... swiftly on. swiftly on. A big amount of years, potentially, as a bit of a discrepancy. Yeah. Um... Now, Aruello was the eldest of three daughters born to a rather uh, brutal and, I would guess, unpopular king, but I couldn't actually even find out his name. Well, that makes a change. (laughs) It's usually the women that we can't find. Um, But she firmly believed in society being based on a matriarchy. Go on, Aruello. Go for it. Um, Before she was queen, she organised um, for groups of women to go and fetch water and hunt when drought and famine were really sort of ravaging the kingdom. Okay. Um, and this was the sort of work normally done by men, but she said, no, 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 I think women would be far better at this. Okay. And so she organised all these groups. And I, I think saying she saved the kingdom would maybe be stretching it, but she certainly put it in a, a better position okay. than it had been. Um, and once she became queen... She then firmly put her idea of matriarchy into practice. She packed her government full of women. She got rid uh-huh. of loads of the chaps. Um, and she did this not just because of a sort of gender bias, but because she firmly believed that women were natural peacekeepers. And in the past, the men had caused too many wars. And she didn't want her kingdom mm. to be affected by war. You know, they're already fighting off famine and drought. And so she thought that having women there would kind of... You know, give them a more um, peaceful approach to things. We had um, peace. We talked about peace weavers in a previous I don't podcast, who that was, no. didn't we? Mm. Like someone was describing 
women as being peace weavers. It was probably one of mine that I've totally forgotten. <laughs> Let's learn. It means. <laughs> <laughs> move on. Game over that. Right, game over that. Um, now, unsurprisingly, Aruello's husband, who once again couldn't find out his name, hurrah, um, he was not particularly happy with her uh, being seen as the main breadwinner because he believed that women should just restrict themselves to a domestic role, obviously. Okay. Um, now, Aruello... I wonder who... Sorry, I wonder who chose to marry who, because... And at what point they were... With such conflicting... Yeah. Who knows? That's... I mean, I couldn't even find out his name, so I don't know why they chose to get sure. married. Um, now, Aruello obviously didn't agree with this, and so she told all the women in the kingdom to um, go on strike... And refused to do any more domestic oh, duties. it's Iceland 1974. Or is it 75? I don't know. All the women went on strike. It's famous. Yeah, but I don't know which year. I know it was the 70s, but yeah. seeing as I wasn't boring. Well, I'm only one I'm only one year out as opposed to a thousand odd, <laughs> as I yeah. was a moment ago. Exactly. So we, we shan't criticise you for that. Thank you. Um, now, so the women went on this, this strike, and I believe they did so for... For several days and it was a fairly successful strike because due to them um stopping all their domestic duties mm. it led to more men taking on domestic this duties this is what happened household. in my house the other day i went on strike and in i got a dishwasher fixed <laughs> no no but i've now got a dishwasher well quids in as mother would say <laughs> well yeah exactly when you do that you know you never know what you'll get exactly um now i did find that with with a lot of the information on her, there does seem to be a lot of conflict as to uh, what's true and what isn't. Well, yeah, this is one of the questions sure that I had almost... in my mind and I didn't really want to ask. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, but considering that this is so far back, where is she documented? What sort of... Who's... Or are we not it really sure? It seems to be stories being just passed down. Okay. I don't think there's any, you know, written... Okay. Obviously, no sort of written first-hand accounts of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, there are stories that she um, castrated male prisoners. Is is one story. I wonder if she did that herself. Well, maybe you never know. I suppose if she, you know, wasn't that busy, she'd given up her domestic chores. <laughs> She's got a bit of time on her hand. Oh dear. And there was also um, the stories that she castrated the majority of men, apart from a few that she decided should be left <gasps> to breed from. Um, once again we don't know if that's actually true and there is also accusations that she hanged rapists by their testicles I mean that wow. doesn't seem quite so harsh in fairness so that is her Ooh. taking her matriarchy that's next to, levels yeah. but I suppose like you say it, it's difficult to know how much of it is true and is that just the kind of thing rumours that, exactly, yeah, that people go oh yeah. she's such a evil witch you yeah, know this, this is, is what, what she, she does. does yeah absolutely so it's kind of hard to to uh, work out what's the actual truth in all of that I did though think very interestingly that a variation of her name and I believe it's something like Caruello is used to refer to a young girl who is assertive and knows her own mind oh I thought that was quite a nice little yeah, juicy thing that's interesting now her death uh, there seemed to be once again like everything else a few hundred stories. years yeah between yeah. she's dates. alive nine thousand <laughs> years um one story is that she was killed by her own grandson 
and that it's okay. he and his subsequent um, issue uh-huh. that tried to discredit her, maybe where some of these stories come from. Okay. But there is also another claim that she was killed by a warlord when she was on her way to a funeral. So I don't know. Ah. There are also rumours that Aruello was um, of Somali Jewish, uh, sorry, I think Ethiopian Jewish heritage okay. rather than Somali. Um, but it's really hard to work out where her kingdom actually was. We just know it was somewhere in the sort of Somalian, Ethiopian area yeah. of Africa. What's that, east? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and her grave was said to have been in northern Somalia. And at this grave, men would throw stones at it. But <gasps> women would leave her flowers. And so that is my very short presentation <laughs> on Queen Aruello uh, with the very apt glasses that we're drinking from. Yes, we are. We the are. Pretty nice African-themed glasses. We are drinking from African-themed glasses. Non-alcoholic cocktails as well. <gasps> you shouldn't have told the listeners that. They'll, 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 they'll probably be us. happy for us if they <laughs> listen to some of the podcasts. <laughs> About time, girl. Yaodanayim. <laughs> Right, here is my Ya Odenine for you. Okay. Mm. Kate Hudson. Right. Daughter of Goldie Hall. Yes. Yes. Her middle name is Gary, or Joaquin Phoenix. Um, his middle name is Pearl. Oh, now. I don't know very much about Kate Hudson other than she's Goldie Hawn's daughter. Because I just told you. No, I knew that already. <laughs> um, but Joaquin Phoenix. I had an interest in him for a while, and I can't remember if maybe that's the kind of thing I might know. Okay, so, Kate Hudson, Gary, did you say? Gary, or Joaquin Phoenix's middle Pearl. name is Pearl. I'm going to go with Pearl. So you think that Joaquin Phoenix's middle name is Pearl? Yeah. Incorrect. No! Kate Hudson's middle name is Gary. Shush. No, true. But do we know why? Well, Goldie Horn. <laughs> She's a is she? crazy, I think. Okay, but I mean, her father's not Gary. Grandfather Gary. I don't. I, don't, I didn't look that deeply into it. To be well, honest, I'm intrigued. I, I need to know all intrigued. the answers. Need to know all the Gary news. <laughs> Let's tweet her and ask her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, all the nine. Okay. So, <coughs> cheers. A little cheers. Give me your best shot. Well, I have for you Maggie Dixon or Margaret Dixon. What does she prefer? Well, I don't know. Um, she was <laughs> a fishwife. Can you tell me anything? Do you know where the term press gang comes from? No, I just remember the 1980s children's programme. I knew you were going to bring up Julius Waller. I have to. I can't help myself. <laughs> Well, um, it comes from military impressment. So it was difficult for people to get um, men to join the Navy during times of war. Okay. And so they used to basically go around looking for likely lads and kind of encourage them into the military. Right. This will become uh, part of the story. Of the fishwife. Of the fishwife. So she was born about 1702 in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a specific date. Um, but just to give you a bit of a kind of um, context as to what was going on in Scotland at the time, 
in May of 1702, there was a women's riot in Stirling mm-hmm. in opposition to military impressment, oh. otherwise known as press ganging. Or COC. So um, this will, yeah, be part of the story. Uh, and also, interestingly, molehills were ending the reigns of monarchs. I thought you were about to say mountains. <laughs> <laughs> on March what the 8th... molehills were ending? Mm, oh, on okay. March the 8th, King William of Scotland died in London following complications after his horse stumbled on a molehill and he had a bad fall. We've all been there. Indeed. Yeah. Queen Anne, the last Stuart monarch, comes to the throne. Queen Anne. Queen Anne. So this is the world into which Maggie Dixon is born. She's born in, and I love this, uh, the name of this town, Musselburgh. Yes. Great name. I've heard of it. I thought you would have. <laughs> sort of intelligent young woman that you are. Wow. I can tell you're not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say something catty to just balance that oh, out. Oh good. I can't wait. <laughs> so she's born in Musselburgh, which for those of you who don't know, unlike my very intelligent sister, is on the coast six miles east of Edinburgh. Um... And the uh, part of the research that I did included looking at the National Library of Scotland online, which has a transcript of some paperwork from the time that um, Maggie was in the news. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the paperwork says that Margaret or Maggie was brought up by parents in strict attendance on the worship of God and taught early the duties of that station in which was most probable providence would place her, namely a laborious one. Nice. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Sounds like a load of fun. People in the town are either fishermen, gardeners, or they are employed in making salt. That's very specific. Isn't it? Most of the men's wives are employed carrying things back and forth and kind of advertising the goods of the the men um, who are the fishermen and the salt makers. So Margaret was married to a fisherman, but he was impressed on board one of the ships of war. Uh-huh. Other stories say he went fishing. <laughs> but anyway, either way. <laughs> either way, he was on the sea. He was not around. Yeah. Uh, Maggie needs work. Um, she is a single woman, and so she moves to a town called Kelso, which is a market town in the Scottish borders, where she works in an inn, probably in exchange for lodgings. Mm-hmm. So details of the story are sparse, as with many of our women. But whilst working at the inn, she becomes pregnant, either by the landlord or his son. Awkward. Since technically Margaret is still married, and not wanting to jeopardise her employment, she conceals the pregnancy, as this would have meant instant dismissal. Even though they done it. Indeed. I suppose, you know, we weren't there, we don't know, was she... Game for a laugh, or was she put upon because of the situation that she found herself in? Only she knows. Anyway, it is said that in Scotland at this time, every woman who committed fornication was obliged, uh, in this circumstance, was obliged to sit in a conspicuous seat in church for three different Sundays, where she would be humiliated by the minister and her community. And it was said that this public humiliation was so intimidating to the young women that they often tried to, in inverted commas, destroy the fruits of their amours. And we wonder why we're moving to a more secular society. Indeed. But anyway, Margaret was accused by some of her neighbours of being pregnant, but she was ashamed and she continues to deny it. Now, just to give you a little bit of information around sort of women and pregnancy at this time, uh, between 1691... And 1821, some 347 women in Scotland were accused of infanticide. Right. 
Um, and also the uh, Scottish Parliament finding that infanticide was on the rise, um, they passed an act in 1690 which came to be known as the Concealment of Pregnancy Act. Town councils were having to support an increasing number of foundlings which they couldn't afford and they were trying to stop um, <clears throat> stop all these unwanted pregnancies. Margaret finally gives birth. Uh, we cannot know whether the child was born alive or not. I think we know where this is going. Um, uh -huh. Either way, she... Uh, abandoned the baby on the banks of the River Tweed, where it was later found. Um, inquiries somehow led back to Maggie, who was then arrested. So uh, the surgeon who examined the body of the dead baby performed the usual experiments. This involves putting water into the lungs of the baby to determine whether or not the baby has taken breath. Um, the, in this case, the surgeon deemed that Margaret's baby had breathed. Uh, so we're not sure if she was charged under the Concealment of Pregnancy Act or other charges, but yeah. ultimately the sentence is the same. The jury finds her guilty and it's death by hanging. Oh, jolly. Lovely. Anyway, the story causes a stir in the local community. She is apparently extremely penitent she acknowledges her wrongdoings but she insists that she did not kill the baby she claimed that she had been so afraid of public humiliation that she concealed the pregnancy she said that she was suddenly taken in labor and was so insensible that she had no idea what became of her child okay having given birth that's perfectly possible <laughs> anyway moving on she was brought to the gallows on Monday the 1st of February and she's only 22 years old and though she behaved most penitently was dispatched as usual. Right. An argument. It's not going as I as I assumed it would be. It will certainly not go how you imagine it's going to. An argument breaks out between the officials and Margaret's family um, so that they're, they're all arguing but eventually she's cut down, her body is placed in a coffin and her family are allowed to take her. Usually it would be the, the, the authorities would, yeah, yeah. take her. Um, so she's finally given to her friends and family and they are taking her to Musselburgh, back to Musselburgh, for burial. Uh, Kelso is quite away from uh, Musselburgh and about two miles out of Edinburgh the, the cart stops, the men driving the cart want refreshment and they leave the cart near the door and they go inside and have a drink. And whilst inside drinking, one of the men thinks he sees the coffin lid moving and goes outside to investigate. Maybe he's drunk, we're thinking, but no, he gently lifts the coffin whereupon she sits upright in her coffin. Everybody else nearly dies of fright. Does she say, Jones? <laughs> April Fool! <laughs> Candid camera! Uh, a gardener inside... This, this made me laugh. A gardener inside the tavern quickly decides to do a little bloodletting and an hour afterwards, Margaret's ready for bed. <laughs> That's all she needed. The following morning, she walks home to Musselburgh. I don't know why the cart didn't. That poor woman, they just leave her. I don't know what happens. But this is possibly a mere 10 mile stroll. But has she got like a broken neck? Is this is what I don't understand. She seems absolutely fine. She's just having a little nap. Oh, excuse me, guys. I was just nodding off in the noose. I'm a, I'm a goth. Yeah. <laughs> what, fancied asleep in a coffin? Yeah. 
In Scottish law, every person who has had their punishment meted out has no more to suffer. Her survival is seen as God's will and she's a free woman. In fact, the sheriff is in trouble for not ensuring that the court orders were carried out properly. Lord. <laughs> On top of this, because she is legally dead, her marriage is dissolved. But according to one source, her husband, who's now come back from fishing, a good-natured chap, was married to her again a few days later. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie Dixon went on to live for another 40 years, becoming known as Half Hang It Maggie. <laughs> there is a pub, oh, Lord. which we clearly need to go to yes. on the day when we are boozing it up. There is a pub which bears her name, which overlooks the scene of her execution in Edinburgh's grass market. There is no Wikipedia page for her, people. <gasps> Somebody needs to get on that. You yeah, maybe. Do it. Um, which is surprising, as in 2017, a new horse race, the Maggie Dixon Stakes, was introduced. So she's still clearly a, a sort popular of, Yeah, but maybe figure. just in a more sort of local way, rather than nationally. I mean, have we had another woman on the Femsoclopedia who's come back from the dead? Who's come back from a hanging, not from the dead. <laughs> this isn't just like when, oh, poor Peg died. Oh, she was asleep in her bed. This is somebody who's been hanged by the neck until it snapped. And then all of a sudden they wake up in a coffin, let a bit of blood, and well, then they walk home for a nap. All the research. <laughs> and the husband comes back from a very long fishing trip, hopefully with some fish. But um, some of the research I did... Uh, did suggest that she had possibly become quite friendly with the hangman somehow and had done some kind of a deal. deal. Maybe that's why the family was so uh, insistent on getting her body. Her. Uh, I, I mean, you clearly cannot would, have your neck broken yeah, and you I, just exactly, sit up out of I'd assume a public hanging, you, you know, see the... I mean, you would think. I mean, from what I've heard of public hangings, not that I've been to many recently, you know, they're quite... Yeah, violent and grim. brutal and all kinds of stuff happens. And also, think, everybody would like be getting trashed and sort of having a bit of a party. So maybe they didn't notice. Maybe they're like, oh, there she goes, brilliant. Let's oh, have a drink. And she's like, it, Maggie. Ha, ha. Well, Maggie, I couldn't have tried anymore. Who's <laughs> to you? Wowzers. Oh, that was a good one. I'm jealous. <laughs> 